Live from the Kauai COVID zone. Actually, I'm back. Yeah, about to say, we're okay. back from uh, our vacation. I am. I've got you something. Not oh. related to Kauai, but I got you the Playdate uh, game console, which has a crank. <laughs> it's the only game station with a crank. The only one. When is, uh, when is it coming? Apparently, it won't be here till next year because 20,000 units sold out in 20 minutes. That's good. That's good to hear from it. Yeah. This is the uh, the console that, uh, like you said earlier, has a crank, but it's like it's like so small it can sit on your desk, right? It's like almost like to have a uh, like a desk favor, add some character. Yeah, it seems like it's like Game Boy size, like little Game Boy size. Oh, okay. There's a picture of it. It looks like it's like it'll fit in the palm of a woman's hand, a big woman. A big woman. <laughs> yeah, like what? Michelle Obama. In fact, it's, it's, is that her hand in the picture? <laughs> or am I being racist? <laughs> that crank's going to be really hard to turn because it's so dainty. I just hope that it doesn't um, break easily. It looks like it's made out of metal. So it's hopefully metal. those parts are not going to be like cheap plastic break. But... Uh, Good luck in getting a fix on that. It looks like they got... Now, it has a bunch of games listed. 24 free games. Yeah, so it must come with it, or you can download it very easily. Yeah. Uh, does it have Wi-Fi? How do you download them? It must come with it. Well, maybe... Does it it has any? Bluetooth. We know that. Yeah, so that's, that could be a way to transfer it. This thing can't have... I mean, the games are only black or white. There's no... Hot, you're not going to be playing Chrysalis on this thing anytime soon. Um, so I imagine it could be probably transferred over Bluetooth. It might take a while. Probably the best way is if it came with it or if there was a input somewhere. It has Wi-Fi. So you'll oh. be able to download. Perfect. Yeah, that'd be much yeah. faster. <laughs> it comes with a whole dev kit. Like It is the dev kit. You just maybe download some code. There's a dev section right at the top. And mm -hmm. since you're dealing with a uh, what do they call this type of screen? Like oh, a, the, it's a one-bit display, so and there's no 3D, so it's very simplistic. Even if you're doing your own art design for whatever it is that you write for this anything device. that's like a Game Boy game, that yeah. type of game would play on this the original Game Boy. I think you could probably make a game or some really simple application, like an alarm clock. They do have a clock mode on this. It comes pre-built with it, looks like. Yeah. But I bet you'll think of something creative. If it has Wi-Fi, that would be cool if you could have it sync something with your desktop. Oh, uh, it could show the Bitcoin price. That the price would be of Ethereum. Great. Constantly giving you updates on the fly. Yeah. And you don't have to have your phone out, and it looks a little bit more... Uh... Let's see how... This thing does have a little stand, or is that... No, no, that's the stereo dock. The stereo dock adds a little stand so it can look more like a little... Whoa, scroll down past like the halfway point and mm -hmm. it, it says Playdate developer site. But if you zoom in on that screenshot, there's a web interface for laying out 
like a Zelda a Zelda type top down game. Oh, you make you can make your own levels. Yeah. I, I, I definitely that... got the feeling though they were they were really pushing for like if you're a developer, please please pick up this game. Like that's I think like they're they're good with the hardware and the the base OS. They just need developers to come up with good ideas for this. Remember all the maps you made in StarCraft? Yes, a long time ago. Yeah. This is like a very enhanced version. It'd be like making triggers in Warcraft 3. Mm-hmm. Highly programmable. Yeah. Definitely it's focuses on yeah, programmability. You won't be a competitor to any of the other mobile games, but it will be a little fun little project you could have and do some pretty neat stuff with. So 2022, yeah. you'll be the proud owner of a Playdate. Going totally retro with the black and white screen, mm-hmm. but it's a platform that's more free than iOS. They've had a lot of negative press about the App Store and restricting developers and taking 30% of their money. Yeah, and that's usually the reason why you'll hear of an app to stop being developed because they're like, we're done, we're out of here. We're not, we're not going to drop it on the Apple i Store anymore. Or or if it gets delayed, it's because they have to be checked and verified or there's some disagreement. Check out this story. It's uh, on Mac Rumors. Mm-hmm. Mac Rumors just reposts somebody else's stuff. Basically, iOS 15 is going to be able to search through your messages for dick pics. <laughs> Doesn't it already? When I type in... Uh... <laughs> hot dog or not hot, hot dog? Yeah, it pops right up with all like the Silicon hot dogs Valley? I've ever had pictures of. And the, the, the reason this technology, like that, that primitive function of searching images in messages, you know, your private messages... Mm-hmm. The reason that is even in the OS, they say, is so that um, parents can enable a parental feature that would alert them if the kids see or like sent or received something inappropriate for them. Mm-hmm. And they've taken that same idea in the same OS release and extended it to the Photos app. Where, Wait, so the, the message part is already part of the OS, or is that also coming? This fil- this uh, basically like porn identification system mm-hmm. is going to be in the OS. In everything, photos, messaging. All I know, so who knows? It's a proprietary operating system. Mm-hmm. But that's that's super invasive. And if it's in photos... They're saying that it will identify things like illegal content and then report you. But, but Brian, if you're not doing anything wrong, then you have nothing to worry about. Think about how computers <laughs> have always enhanced our lives and they, they're cool because they do what we say. Mm-hmm. And what this has, the way this has shifted your relationship with the computer is it it removes the trustlessness of the computer where normally you can basically trust that the computer is going to do what you tell it 
And in this case, what's the motivation for this? This is adversarial to the user. Oh, yeah. Who benefits from this? This completely makes it so that iOS lacks any credible neutrality. Because now Apple's making the rules of what is considered good or bad, not the user. This, this also means Apple employees can see your photo library. They can just go into your memories and browse your trip. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, w- it would have to be sending the information to a server, right? And that's where they would evaluate if it's bad or not. So that must be they have a copy of it. It's so they don't, just... they don't put any work on their own servers. They make your own device report you. Oh, so the device itself is is. So the next it. time your device connects to the internet, it reports you. And well, then, I mean, then and then it uploads the okay. content. Oh, then so it it's exfiltrating stuff from your device. I'm who just, I imagine? Who is this <laughs> for? <laughs> this is, is wild. It? So That's you scary, could yeah. this uh, ML model that they're using. You could use it to find somebody's face. So rather than like search the public internet where if somebody doesn't have a Facebook account, you're never going to find them there on Facebook. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to find somebody, you basically could sell access to this private search engine that goes into people's phones. And then it's distributed. So you don't have a single computer trying to munge over all the data and all the IO problems. You have individuals' phones doing all the work for you. You have a network of machines this is wild. for you. It's not credibly neutral, and it makes it so that you are really just crossing your fingers and trusting that they do everything right on your adversarial operating system. Just make sure you don't take any pictures of hot dogs, well, children. The, f- the pictures don't matter. Flag. What if they start looking at your money? What if they start looking at your web browsing they already look at your private messages yeah i guess if they're already scanning for that it's just a step away from then watching you use your phone in general but there is an option it's a very shitty option (laughs) what's the option the freedom phone the freedom phone you know consider all things considered it's not that shitty it's it's actually a good option but what? you're totally trusting some random guy, he's like some Bitcoin millionaire, to wipe a bunch of Android phones that you just cross your fingers and hope don't already have some advanced persistent thread on them. Mm-hmm. And then they put, I think they put Lineage OS on here. Just basically well, open source everything. Freedom at some OS. point, you have to trust somebody unless you're going to make it yourself. Well, I know uh, that this is at least it's not adversarial because I've never seen an operating system that is actually adversarial to its user. Actually, you know what's adversarial to users? Malware. (laughs) That's been around. So I don't know what Freedom OS is, but I'm betting it's lineage. I really hope they're not managing their own OS because, you know, that's going to be out of date. Then you're stuck with Android. Maybe I'll have to get one of these and try it out. I'm just not sure that I'd put my MetaMask wallet on it. That would freak me out. 
unless it had support for some kind of hardware security device. Mage is learn more about the freedom OS, but then again, at the same time, if they could just modify whatever version they want, unless you could buy the phone and then load up your own OS onto it. You could. Well, that'd be one way to then verify. You're just basically buying the hardware from them that's already been quote unquote stripped, so it's free and open to but do what these, you want. I'm pretty sure these are like Pixel phones or something like that. Mm -hmm. So those shipped with an operating system already. That means that, assuming it shipped with an operating system, then this is a phone that was purchased, opened, reformatted. They're just doing the work for you. Marking it up and then shipping it to you. I guess at that point, just buy your own phone and then do your own work. Do what they do to I'm that never, phone if you want to be verified. I'm never going to do that. <laughs> it already seems like too much work just to switch operating systems, let alone like learn how to do all that freedom os doesn't really say who the manufacturer of the phone is just says freedom phone definitely why having a cashless society it's a little, be a little scary if you think about it yeah it really could be uh the work of the devil <laughs> i love cryptocurrency it's mm -hmm. programmable money is totally the future but a totally transparent blockchain where you can look at everybody's transactions, who they sent money to, all that stuff. It's extremely problematic. Mm -hmm. um, if you can encrypt your email, you should encrypt your finances. And with programmable money, you can do that in a way. You can, at least on Ethereum, since uh, it's not, there's no like private address addresses mm -hmm. there's um mixers that you can put them in so you could put ethereum in there other people put ethereum into this one address and then you get a receipt that you use to redeem your ethereum on the other side and then it would drop into a wallet that's fresh but it wouldn't it's have like any the of only your, private uh, way to interact with people yeah i wouldn't have your personal information attached to it or any yeah. kind of number that'd be tracked back yeah, that's definitely something I would encourage encourage anybody to do. As soon as somebody knows your wallet address, you basically should just put it into tornado.cash and then pop it out on a new wallet. But you're always going to have dust left over in the original wallet. Yeah, dust somebody tried really hard to get, track it back to you, but... Yeah, maybe. I, because really it's hard. permanently written into the blockchain, mm -hmm. the attacker has all the advantage because the passage of time would give enough information about all of the wallets that are currently used that you could kind of narrow down in that specific time frame whose wallet was whose. Mm -hmm. And somebody could kind of infer that one of like 100 wallets was yours. So you're right. Somebody could possibly figure out the where your money went. But a All normal person would not. The barista doesn't need to know how much money you have. Yeah. That would be funny if you if every time you went to you know, use your credit card or you paid in cash, it just pops up your uh 
yeah. your net value and, and your checking account like uh why is that popping up yeah why is everybody cringing every time i buy something oof oof what are you drinking tonight i'm drinking a classic coca-cola what are you bringing tonight the standard issue lacroix nicola Nicola. I am the only one who buys that. I go in wherever I can, wh whoever is carrying it, whether it's like Whole Foods or Stater Brothers or something, and I buy all of it. You're the, the sole person in SoCal that's keeping the company alive. Yep. Yeah, it's basically just flavored waters, as I understand it. Yeah. It's good. I tried it. I, I couldn't get into it. Maybe it's because I'm my taste buds are ruined by all the sugaring and soda. Yes. It would be like after listening, listening to a concert, trying to listen to really subtle classical music, like yeah. a live concert, going from a live concert to listening to some subtle classical music. You couldn't hear anything but the highest, loudest notes. Deaf to the world. So speaking of cryptocurrency, um, Pull up this. It's too hard to get the the links out of this stupid editor that I'm using on Nextcloud. Put in uh, so here, here's the link. Mm -hmm. Yep, compound interest. Uh, dial in starting principle make it like a hundred bucks and then the annual contribution's got to be more than zero on this website so just make it one interest rate make it 130 percent 130 percent okay we're going into fantasy land <laughs> and then compound daily not continuously why not go all the way i don't know if it okay. does it continuously i'm not sure that's one of the options that's 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 one of the ways of compounding interest. You can do it continuously. Use it natural. But the difference between daily and continuously is continuous. Not is a little bit better. Yeah, it not, is better. It's yeah, but it's not too big. When you look at the graph in the end, it's not going to be that big of a difference. And then hit calculate. Okay, for five years. So, oh my god. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> the, you see, your hundred thirty percent interest. Where are you getting that number from? That. So I don't think it'll last more than two years or maybe not even a year, but the, I've been farming pickles on the internet. Uh -huh. Let me tell you about my pickle farm. My pickle farm, pickle, is it pickle.finance? Prepare your eyes. You better, better limber them up. You're going to do a lot of eye rolling. <laughs> Where? Oh no, I got a cramp. Uh, okay, I, I pulled up my pickle farm. I I pickle my sushi. No. <laughs> I I get I get paid in in pickles. In my yield farm, I get paid in pickles, which I brine and turn to dill to boost my yields on my jars of sushi. I thought we were talking about cryptocurrency. Why are you talking about farming? <laughs> so there's a, a 
a decentralized exchange like Uniswap mm-hmm. called SushiSwap. And when you, you there's so many dependencies in what I said, that ridiculous sentence. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a, de- a, a decentralized exchange. It's kind of like Coinbase. It's a place where you can swap current uh, cryptocurrencies, but it's decentralized. Then there's another uh, financial instrument in the world of decentralized finance called Pickle, pickle.finance. And they have this auto compounding mechanism that will let you take um, your investments in sushi. It'll invest them for you, but then take the yield from that and then compound it back into itself. So it just auto compounds the interest and that causes your yields to be boosted along with this artificial boosting of some like utility token that they include, which is a pickle. They pay you in pickles. So you get a couple pickles every day and then you can stake them. In their case, it's brining. Have I lost you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost feel like they, they created this whole system just to say they pay you in pickles. Like that, that some oh, elaborate scheme. The only reason I use pickle is the spicy memes. They featured Pickle Rick all over their website. Okay. That, They've redone their site, so it doesn't resemble Pickle Rick anymore. But there are pages, like error pages, that's totally Pickle Rick that they've embedded into the site. Hidden, hidden away. Yeah, so they're clearly Rick and Morty watchers. But the liquidity pool. So first, I gotta explain a fucking. I gotta explain everything. The liquidity pool. Let's let's restart. Let's take it back a level. On the decentralized exchange, there, when you sell something and and buy something. So when you like swap, you sell dollars, or you you buy bitcoin there isn't it's not an order book there isn't a person on the other side who's selling it at the exact price that you're buying it there's an automated market maker this is my understanding of how it works Mm -hmm. that uses funds added by other people these people are lending their money so when i lend my money to trade a pair ethereum and the ALCX token, by the way, not financial advice. Uh, when I add those that pair to SushiSwap, or in this case, Pickle does it for me. Because ALCX is basically an inflationary Ethereum token, governance token for the Alchemix project. They pay a hundred and thirty percent interest. Oh, okay. So that's for your your hundred and thirty percent interest going. But they're paying you in pickles, though, right? No. Well, the, the so pickle pays me in pickles as a perk. It's a pickle perk of my sushi. <laughs> they take ten percent. That's the catch. Okay. Pickle takes ten percent. But the reason I get paid in the first place is. Sushi needs this liquidity. So they reward you. 
they reward you in, in this case, there's an ALCX reward that gets kicked back to me. There's also mm-hmm. a little bit of sushi that gets kicked back to me. But when I do it in pickle, I get the boosted uh, features, I get the auto compounding, and then they get to take 10% of it. And I, I get pickles too. Don't forget the pickles. But if you're getting 103%, then... Yes, it sounds small. really good, but there's a, there's impermanent loss. So what happens when the price of Ethereum goes down? The price, when I look at it in dollars, is now worth half. So I earned nothing in terms of dollars. But if you but just yeah. get that part out of your head, the actual count of Ethereum and ALCX in that pair is increasing as you auto-compound. So if the ALCX token is going down, I think this is kind of a little too in the weeds, but when the market's hot and you see just how big my pickle is, it's mind blowing. <laughs> well, that's if you take away the US dollar from it, then yeah, you're getting a lot of pickles um that's then tied to I don't know if it's tied to Ethereum, but you know, it's it's really to how if you wanted to come back into US dollars, it's tied to how it goes up and down. But I mean, just focusing on that it's a cryptocurrency and that hopefully long term it doesn't just go sunny side up one day, which I don't think it will. That's the whole advantage of uh programmable money and keeping it what is it? It's incorruptible. It'll always be secure. Just may not always have yep. value in a U.S. market. Credible neutrality, trustless. There's no buddy to trust. It's a decentralized network. Nobody can put their thumb on it and bend mm-hmm. it in their favor. So back to the interest calculator. What? How much would you be left? How much would you earn if you could earn a hundred and thirty percent interest for five years? What was the the end balance? On your five. Uh, What's the say on your end? Better be the same as mine. Or this website's garbage. Oh, I forgot to set the daily. There we go. Uh, How do I make it? Calculate. The... Big green button. Yeah, it's like that. Did you like... make the annual oh, contribution it's a, it's $1? There's a little table. There's a little table beneath it. There's a table, yep. That's where I need to find it. Because I was trying to click on the graph and the graph wasn't popping up anything. Or you can look okay. at the very top right. It says end balance. In balance, sixty six thousand six hundred and fifty four. Is that insane? Well, if it is compounding at one hundred and thirty percent, that is already insane. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching it for months. It's really been calc- uh, compounding, maybe at like I don't know, at its lowest, like a hundred percent interest. Mm-hmm which changes things, uh, goes down to $14,000. $14,900 in five years. Pretty crazy. Yeah, it's just, it's just uh, that's 66,000 uh, pickles. So you'll be the world's greatest pickle farmer <laughs> if you can hold on to it for five years. It wouldn't actually be... It. You're not. I'm not getting paid. That 130% is not in pickles. It's more like, like 2% in pickles. Mm. Oh, once it gets back to pickles, okay. Yeah, so it's it's really there's like 130 percent in ALCX rewards, and then like 
0.4% in sushi. There's something else in there. Anyway, yeah, the long term is what it is the uh, the part that'll make you guys keeping it that way. I think it's I think always back to those people that had hard drives filled with Bitcoin and they lost it because then you know when they got it it was worth nothing and then two three years time they're like where did it go? The it's thing that where this house that's really bothered me about Bitcoin is so I'm just talking about stuff on Ethereum. Mm-hmm. All these tokens, they all settle in, on Ethereum because they're part of Ethereum layer, uh, application layer. Uh, you can't do anything with Bitcoin. It's just your Bitcoin just sits there. Oh, right now, yeah, especially just... like there's no DeFi. There's there's no use case for it. There's sort of th- there's this project um, Sovereign, but let's see what's the URL for that. Sovereign.app. That kind of brings DeFi to Ethereum. Or sorry. <laughs> Slipped. Slip of the tongue. Uh, DeFi to Bitcoin, which is sort of what Jack Dorsey said he wants to do. So they want to make Ethereum, basically. Turn Bitcoin into Ethereum. Yeah, Ethereum shouldn't even exist. But they shrunk the block size on Bitcoin, specifically to break this stuff. But the lack of DeFi and Bitcoin makes Bitcoin feel like a Ponzi to me because you can't do anything with it. The only thing that is its saving grace that makes it not a Ponzi, I think, <clears throat> I think is cross-bridge liquidity. The ability to take your Bitcoin, go across the, uh, uh, like a Ren... Ren Finance or Ren BTC thing, you can basically wrap Bitcoin, quote unquote, wrap Bitcoin to an Ethereum token that is called WBTC or wrapped Bitcoin. And it's pegged to the Bitcoin price and you can use it as collateral. So if you just held a bunch of Bitcoin, like you know you've got some on a hard drive or something, if you re- restore that and then you wrap your Bitcoin, you can bring it to Ethereum. There's uh, I don't know. There's a lot of Bitcoin in Ethereum, and people use it as collateral because it keeps increasing in in value. I mean, they do that with Ethereum too, and that's totally native. Yeah, that type of application doesn't. Well, it does matter which which cryptocurrency you're using, but it you know between the two of them, it, there's no difference for that application. If I understand it right. Sorry, uh, no difference between. If you're using Ethereum or Bitcoin, like in that application, they're being treated the same. Yes, but they both depend on Ethereum, mm-hmm. and I think because there's so little going on with Bitcoin, its biggest upside is that it's not Ethereum. You know, just in case. <laughs> yeah, just in case this uh, this new Ethereum thing just doesn't pay out. Uh, just in case, there could be bad news. Oh yeah, and bad news is good news because if there's bad news about Bitcoin and the price drops, you can swap your Ethereum over the over the bridge for Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Wait for it to come well, back I guess up. it would be you just buy wrap Bitcoin, unwrap it, put it back on. But yeah, then you can um, arbitrage it, and make some money. Yeah, I, for some random reason, I don't 
quite know why Coinbase gave me five dollars worth of Bitcoin for no reason. Um, probably somebody used a referral link. But I haven't given anybody referrals. Did you use my referral? That's a good question. Maybe that's what I did. Did you suddenly get five dollars of Bitcoin for no reason? Not to my knowledge. Maybe you used somebody else's. I don't know anybody else that's using crypto. But I I got it immediately and I was like, oh, five dollars for free. That's nice. And then Bitcoin took a dump after that. Like, oh well, so long as it wasn't my money. But I'll just first hold it. time. Yeah. I'm my biggest mistake was there. was selling it or buying coffee or <laughs> games on Steam. Yep. World's most expensive coffee. Twenty dollar game is probably worth twenty thousand dollars or two thousand dollars now. <laughs> Imagine. What, do you know what game it was? Just uh, I can check my receipts. I don't know. It, I think it was just like some Steam summer sca- summer sale, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, here." I Buy a bundle. It. Scan the QR code. Heroto Academy, where you date birds. Dum dum dum. Well, yeah, I'm just gonna hold on to it. But for the first time today, it went above five dollars. It's a five dollars and two cents worth in USD. And so I'll just wait. It's I got it, and it started dropping, and then now it's back up again. And Ethereum, though, is doing great on the opposite end. Yeah. I put in like $200 worth, and now I've got $400 value in there. So it's like, nice. The thing that blows my mind is that this it's an appreciating asset that physically doesn't exist. So if you have to just like fuck off and go somewhere else, like change locations go to another state mm-hmm. it's still you there. just took all of your value with you it costs nothing to move it well that's that to me is like the ultimate application of all these cryptocurrencies is that it's not tied to anything physical so if you were in a war-torn country you can't carry gold with you you're gonna get you know, we it's very know obvious. people who just in the 80s had to smuggle gold out of their country oh, and yes. get attacked by fucking pirates. Yes. This, that, this still mm-hmm. happens. But nowadays, if, you, if your war-torn country has access to the internet, you can trade in all of your gold for Ethereum or some cryptocurrency. Well, not Put in a shithole country. Yeah. Well, I mean, most. I think you most, most hopefully, <laughs> somewhere there's a computer with access to the internet. <sighs> But I'm just saying they you, all use you can they all have KYC. Magic to get an Ethereum and carry with a flash drive. It doesn't matter if you're if the next day your country explodes and now it's dollar, you know, it's currency is worth nothing because it doesn't exist anymore. Your Ethereum is still just as good. And you, when you cross the yep. border to somewhere else that has internet connection, all you have to do is carry a little flash drive with you or memorize a phrase if you want to just, you know, unlock your wallet. And that's way easier to do than carrying bags of heavy gold yeah and obviously if you were to be attacked they'd be like oh this guy's got nothing on him except this stupid piece of junk or if you implant it or swallow it whatever you got to do to protect it it's a lot easier to to carry on you (laughs) even if you had to give it up you could just leave a bunch of it sitting in a mixer oh that's right knowing that you can have the receipts Mm -hmm. and then you can redeem them later to a fresh wallet but definitely you can't do that with any other currency in the world right now. Like if you, if you were in some place that would, that would be yeah. 
transferring it to yeah go ahead do you realize why people want the gold when they switch countries or they're like trying to escape it's because it's trustless what do you mean what do you mean so with currency the value is based on whatever people perceive it as or um well gold it's not only trustless it's credibly neutral so if their currency is um, inflating and becoming worth less and less or it's worth nothing, other countries aren't going to take it and exchange it for anything and yeah. not worth not anything of value. Uh, they probably won't want to hold it, so they probably won't, no bank's going to want to exchange it, especially mm-hmm. if it comes from a communist country. And Especially, yeah. The uh, the government that's collapsing isn't going to back it, so it's a toxic asset. But gold is everywhere in the world, and universally desired. It's like, well, because it actually has a practical application. Like it, it is does universally desired, but that's because it can be physically used for something else. And it's rare. Yeah, it's a somewhat rare metal. It's not the rarest, but it's pretty rare. It's very expensive to get more out of the earth. Mm-hmm. It's a very low yield. But that's why usually gold has been used as like the like universal currency, for lack of a... I can't think of it. There's a better way to phrase that. Because it's always has value. It may not be... It, its value can fluctuate like anything else. Because you know, it's like sometimes, oh, we need a lot of gold for building something and other times like oh we don't need any gold we got plenty of gold now um but yeah the world's first currency yeah but uh crypto well you know as as we got away from gold like the u.s system doesn't have a gold standard anymore it's all just managed by the the government and the private company that prints the money which by the uh, way mm-hmm. i totally love i love spending a devaluing asset it pains me to spend a, an appreciating asset like Bitcoin. Yeah. So I love spending dollars or any it's, fiat. Because you can buy something today and then the next day it's worth a little bit more or doing nothing. Because <laughs> it depreciated overnight. <laughs> uh, at least at least the US, we have the luxury that it's not depreciating in thousands of dollars. I, I know in Argentina, because I, I work with uh, other countries in my job, they don't like to quote in their own country's currency, even though like, hey, if you're hiring the trucker, isn't the trucker want to take, you know, Argentina pesos? They're like, no, we don't trust our currency to stay consistent over months. We'd rather quote in US dollars because that will be consistent for the next six months at least. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think the only issue I ever have with cryptocurrencies is is that's somewhat volatile state it can be like obviously ethereum and bitcoin are the two big ones um but you have a lot of these other cryptos that are just like what is the term pump and dump yeah <laughs> and they just die over like over a week's week span so it's like well how how can i it's basically like a known risk to put anything or put any value into these other cryptos because one day they might be worth something the next day it's worth nothing very volatile as you're analyzing things more you'll have a better clue as to when things or certain things are going to happen and uh 
I'm just sure that to be safe. Stock exchange. <laughs> just to be safe. Oh yeah. Also, I'll blow your mind. Uh, so I was talking in our little group chat about oh, shit. There's some messages here. I'll have to read up on that later. But I was describing Alchemix, and mm-hmm. I said in our little chat, I said, imagine what did I say? Imagine if every dollar you spent on trades, you got to keep. So that 200 bucks that you put into Ethereum, imagine if you still had it. Mm-hmm. After I've already put it into the uh, Coinbase. No, forget Coinbase. You would take dollars make them die or USDC or something, send them to your wallet and then uh, put it into Alchemix. Then you can borrow up to 50%. So that it's basically a savings account that earns interest with a credit card attached that lets you spend up to 50% of your deposit. Then you buy your uh, Ethereum with the the loan, the collateralized loan, and then the deposit earns interest that automatically pays back the debt. So you would be experiencing interest with 100% of your dollars and also get exposure to the price fluctuations of Ethereum, which over the long term increases year over year. It's still up like 6x. From last year, which is nuts. Do you understand yeah, think, what I'm saying? I think or you mentioned that, this before, right? Where I, like, I've mentioned it so many times. It's it's <laughs> the greatest invention in the world. Because mm-hmm. you get 100% of your money earning interest. And then you get 50% the, spend. the loaned part mm-hmm. in whatever you put it in. It could be $50 in a... A pickle farm. Pickle farm. And then use but then the interest from the And then you have a hundred bucks sitting just earning interest to pay back the fifty dollars. But if you're dealing with funds like amounts that small in Ethereum, six percent interest is gonna take you like fucking five years or six years to pay back fifty mm-hmm. bucks. So you'd be better off just working at McDonald's and depositing more and more into Alchemix so that that interest becomes that uh, amount that yield from that interest becomes greater and greater and your 50 bucks is paid back right away. Imagine if that Alchemix loan was your down payment on a house and then in like four, four years, whatever the interest rates happen to be, because if it's 25% interest, you pay it off in two years. Mm hmm. And it, it was 25 to 35% interest two months ago. So that happens. Anytime the market's hot, it's free market interest rates just based on demand. Uh, you put the deposit down for the house, and then within a couple of years, it automatically pays itself off. I hear the words, but my mind is like, something doesn't... There seems to be something off. <laughs> I'm always suspicious what? when it's... Uh... Watch that YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Programmable money is the greatest thing on the planet. I've got to get into Solana now. 
Solana. What's, it's what's another Solana? blockchain. It's got a higher transaction rate, which I, I think that's like a probably not that important. The high transaction rate. I think that layers like a layer two in Ethereum. I think that'll kind of solve things because as you go from uh, the main net Ethereum to layer two, it's a higher transaction rate, a little less decentralized. The fees are way less, like one-tenth the price. And then all of the records eventually settle on mainnet Ethereum. So if you just keep adding layers to Ethereum, you'd end up with a centralized exchange in the end that does the unlimited transactions per second that Coinbase does. So I kind of think it's a solved problem. But Solana thinks that they're solving something by having lots of tra- lots of transactions per second and very little fees on their main net. The problem with that is who's going to run a node for Solana if they're not getting paid? Yeah, because isn't that the whole thing with the other ones that they get? Ethereum has some pretty hefty fees when there's high high load. Mm-hmm. But those miners, they they get paid like millions of dollars per month. Not per person. It's like distributed amongst everybody. Yeah, but, but there's a know, huge incentive. There's incentive, to, yeah, exactly. To decentralize Ethereum. And if you want things to be fast and cheap in terms of the user experience, you just use layer two. Divide up the work. More people. So, it's like uh what's that called? Like BitTorrenting. You were kinda in, you're incentivizing better than BitTorrent does. A BitTor a BitTorrent will do. But as far as, you know, if there's one person that's seeding it, it takes forever. But once you have 50 people seeding it, even if they're all downloading off each other, the person in the far back is going to, like, catch up super fast. It'll be very quick. And then as more and more people get a full copy, a full version of it, and then everybody after them is going to be even faster and faster. It's the same thing with the uh, Ethereum. Just They're incentivizing to stay seeding past the point of um holding the file you just reminded me BitTorrent sync oh that old thing yeah what's new with BitTorrent sync i think i thought they had been like i was just looking it up uh, they renamed it to resilio i'm gonna look into this again you're making me remember torrents for, for BitTorrent. <laughs> i was just telling somebody to use BitTorrent sync for something I'm going to get back into this. There was, it, it seems like such a good idea that I just can't, you couldn't, you couldn't pin it. And I couldn't think of anything to, to really like, Oh, this is an amazing application of this. But like, it, it's yeah. just like, it's such a good idea, but just not. Photo syncing is what I'm thinking. Backing up my photo library. But Basically, the with that was that everyone needs a copy of your library. Yeah, that's a problem. But I, I could set up my own infrastructure for that. Um, but my next cloud sync for photos is just uh, very insufficient. I'm basically trying to diversify away from iOS. Well, it'll Probably be like... not going to make the move. Yeah, I about to say, it's going to be a circle where you'll be like, okay, I'm done with all of this. Everything else this, sucks. That's yeah. why I use iOS. <laughs> You'll get into something else, tolerate it for you know a year of agonizing and troubleshooting, and be like, oh, it just works, and just you just get on the iOS device. It just 
it just just works no yeah. no trouble kind of like my next cloud device it's just been a pain in the ass yeah i remember i did a, like i was i did a full year of just trying to do linux only on everything games manipulation of stuff uh any kind of work i'd have to do i try, I try and do the the linux approach it open. works but it's delicate you'll yeah. get it working like the games you'll get it working and then the game gets updated or you update your operating system <laughs> it's broken you and don't then know warcraft doesn't launch anymore and you got to go <laughs> download some old deb file in your downloads folder and reinstall an old version of yeah that was a nightmare to get an old version of uh, wine installed now they have yeah, the whole right. versioning system like you showed me something it was play on linux and it did yep. it automatically for you it would it would download the correct like the most secure version of wine per game which yeah. was like so cool at the time and uh you know who was backing a lot of those projects uh, no. oh yeah on the down low totally i yeah. totally believe it and now it's called proton i mean they've yeah. had it for and, like a year uh, and a half the steam deck that's kind of it's, Steam it's Deck, part of steam os but the steam yeah. deck is that really cool handheld pc it's basically just a pc i mean not basically it, it is literally just a pc yeah, it's right the controllers are attached and it runs mm -hmm. steam os which is cool i i'm really i want to believe but i'm still burned from the steam controller and steam link I, i'm certain that that is going to be a similar experience with the steam deck like a little bit you're gonna get a little burned like they claim certain windows games work most of them aren't i would say it's gonna be linux it's gonna be running some type of wine emulation not updates emulation, are gonna break like, everything yeah and then after a year they're just gonna drop it all, all together mm, i think it's a really good toilet computer <laughs> that's what the switch is well this will replace the switch this is a superior toilet computer because it has a full-blown web browser. You can put Windows on it if you wanted. It's just a PC. Yeah, it has the... They talked about how they've had the idea for quite a while, but the hardware wasn't there yet. They couldn't, they couldn't get processors and storage yeah. small enough yet to where they wanted to have it be... Not drain the battery dead and, or um, it not having enough power to really do anything, anything worthwhile. So it's like as soon as the hardware caught up, then they were like, okay, here you go. Boop, off, it, off it goes. But they talked about how they were like, oh, we learned things from the Steam controller. Oh, we learned things from the Steam link. All the stuff they learned. And then they just abandoned the previous children. They didn't really abandon them, though. They still, don't they still sell it? They certainly come out with updates and they support it. I guess that's true. You just like, expect a second version? Well, no, I, I just suspect like, like whenever... A new game would come out it'd be like oh you could play this on the keyboard and mouse but oh the steam controller would be so much better or like there's no way a controller could be better some games it could be games that don't need binary input that need like an adjustable and know. it's not and then not a mouse if it needs a mouse then yeah the controller will never never keep up but i don't know i just i expected to see like i remember when we got the steam controllers it was like oh yeah i'm never gonna need another controller again yeah and then I'll play games that, that would be nice for a control. Like I played XCOM, but there was no, it had to be done by the community. The community itself had to make the con config file work nicely. And even then it still wasn't quite perfect because 
there wasn't like official support for it. It was just replacing the mouse. And since the mouse works best with the mouse, not with a dual analog joystick, it just wasn't it just wasn't like worth it. And there weren't enough buttons. Oh yeah, you were limited by how many buttons you had. And if you if you need more buttons, that was it. You're done. I think they added two more buttons to the bottom of the Steam Deck. Oh, on the back. Yeah, the paddles on the bottom. Yeah, I'll look at the Steam Controller right now. It has two back back buttons. And then all the regular buttons in the front. I'm excited about it. I bought well I'm Did you uh, get pre-order? reserved. I reserved, reserved the top of the line one. Oh, that's right. There are different versions, weren't there? there yeah, like... they have the one that meets the price point, so they can say it's as cheap as this. And they have mm-hmm. the other one that's like, well, this is the real experience we want you to have. Yeah. No, no waiting for loading or anything. NVMe. I, I'm hopeful, but previous experience has me burned. So I, I hope it's the kind of thing where, like, it is a real contender for mobile gaming because it'll just, it is a PC that's mobile that has a battery life. Um. I just hope it's not the kind of thing where they're like, oh yeah, we stopped making the battery for it, so plug it in, folks. <laughs> it's now docked forever. Oh yeah, they have a dock for it, too. But it's just for charging it, right? You still have to play on the little tiny screen. It's a dock that works just like the Steam dock. It's a full-blown computer, and it has USB-C. So I don't know if that's USB 4 or USB 3, but... Mm-hmm. That allows you to have display port out, a mouse and keyboard, Ethernet. Ooh, so you can any make like USB a dock, dock. Yeah, and then pl- put on a bigger screen. Uh, yes, as long as it's a standard USB dock, or as long as it's supported by Windows or Linux. So any of those docks that work with that, like those twenty dollar ones on Amazon from Anchor or something, that would work. That would be cool. Because I mean that was that was the big appeal for the uh, the switch was going from a big screen, pick it up and go, and it's just like seamless transition. Oh yeah, it's the toilet computer. You get the uh, the unexpected trots, and you just disappear into the uh, porcelain throne. And you just hope that there's no like voice activation, or it's like <laughs> listening in. Your fiber intake is low. Ordering fiber tablets now from Amazon. From the Steam shipping the Steam store. Li- Steam uh, Herbalife system. Yeah. All right. It's a good spot to end. Unless you got more on your list. Nope. I can call it call the night here. Uh, what's your website? You can find me at yort.org, Y-O-R-T dot O-R-G, or when I'm Twitch streaming, twitch.tv slash Troy C-N-N-N. Bringyourwallet.com slash contact for feedback and suggestions. Bringyourwallet.com slash donate to support the show and share the show. See you next week. Good night.